Hello and welcome back to the Flail Skulls podcast. I'm Joe and today we're going to be discussing Dark Elves. I'm joined by Casper, our Math Hammer expert, and Nathan over from the Warhammer Orchard. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hey, everyone. I'm also joined by uh, Merrick and Paul. Um, now, Merrick, would you like to take a few minutes, uh, a short minute, just to tell us about yourself and how you got into the hobby? Introduce, sure, introduce sure. yourself. Yeah. Well, as you said, my name is Marek. I'm from Poland. I'm playing Warhammer for the last 22 years, although not intensively. And my main army, my favorite army, were the dwarves. And I was been collecting them for many, many years. And now I think I only miss like one or two poses from the whole history of Citadel release uh, but as we or maybe as I think uh, in 5th edition and in 4th edition the dwarves are not really enjoyable army to play with so now my favorite army to use are the dark elves they are quite the opposite of the dwarves so I really enjoy them Okay, so definitely a long-time player and, uh, and collector. Uh, Paul, would you like to tell us uh, a few things about yourself? Sure, I think I've been playing... Well, I started tw- 25 years ago, at least. And I'd, when I started Fantasy, it was as High Elves. So I played High Elves for a long, long time. Uh, I ended up selling them sometime a few years ago. And when Josh kind of resurrected fantasy over in Japan, uh, I had my brother send me his Dark Elves over. So I've been playing them for, like, I guess, two years now. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, I, I, I'm just still surprised how healthy fantasy is, and especially over in Japan. So... Yeah, it's it's quite interesting how uh, how popular the game is becoming again, now, especially now during these uh, Corona times. But um, so thanks for introducing yourself, guys. And today we have five armies for you to uh, for us to discuss here today. Uh, we're going to be going them through uh, our list we've made. So first up would be my list. Each of us has brought two thousand points worth of dark elves, uh, and mine I have decided to call the Witching Hour. Because I have decided to make a uh, witch elf uh, themed army. So first off, I have a short description. Uh, I basically say that blood has been spilled in Harganet for days and nights, and powered with the life essence of countless slaves, a witch elf army has now set sail for Oduan. Uh, the army is led by Tanith, the Lord of Retribution. Uh, he is rumored to have decapitated a demon prince in a single blow. This is because I have given him the Executioner's Axe. Um, a black amulet and an armor of fortune and then a shield. He is joined by the Void Princess, which is a witch elf champion uh, with a black gem of Nara and an additional hand weapon. Then I also have three sorcerers, level one, they're called the Acolytes of Pain. Each of them carry a dispel scroll and each of them carrying a repeater and a crossbow. And I also have a fourth sorcerer, uh, level one, who's the Acolyte of Lesser Pain. Uh, because he only carries a dispel scroll and no repeated crossbow. 
Uh, finally, <laughs> I, in my characters, I have the Abyss of Anguish, which is a witch elf hero. Uh, she carries a halberd and the Jade Amulet. It's a total of 848 character points. Now, my main regiment, which is where my uh, general and the uh, Void Princess, the witch elf champion, will be uh, placed, is the Sisters of Suffering. Uh, I see somebody else is also follow uh, similar names to this one, Nathan. Um, <clears throat> but the interests include uh, the Sisters of Suffering, their interests include to crush their enemies, see them during, before them, and bathing in their blood. Um, I, if anybody remember Conan the Barbarian? Lance was maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so these are 18 witch elves, uh, and they have uh, full command, and they carry the banner of might. My uh, next regiment is another unit of um, witch elves, this is the Kane's Penance. Uh, 11 witch elves, uh, also with full command, and the, carrying the war banner. And they are joined by the Abyss of Anguish. And then I have a third unit of witch elves. This is 12 witch elves with full command. Uh, they don't have a magic banner, and they're called the Hag Mothers. Then I have my scouting party, uh, which is four groups of six scouts. Um, which are going to be helping me take out war machines and uh, maybe block some charges. I also have a cauldron of blood uh, for my witch elves being that 6 plus ward save and the uh, triple attacks from fencing. Um, and then of course to fa- finish it off, I have harpies for the end. Yep. Should so, we uh, uh, start from the top with the, the characters and uh, yes, take them one by one maybe? Yes, let's do that. Uh, now, Casper, would you like to go first? Yeah. Overall, I really like your army. Um, seems like a, a good idea. Uh, it looks uh, similar to some to things that I used to do a lot as a kid. My main army was a uh, was dark elves, um, mm-hmm. and I loved having a lot of uh, witch elf units uh, and uh, big ones as well. Um, so if we look at your your general, I think he's uh, he's perfectly built, uh, and I I like I like uh, the executioner's act for him. It's uh, one of the only ways that uh, you can make a dark elf general uh, become a, a good fighter. I think, and and of course that needs to be supported by a banner of might otherwise it's not really worth it i think mm-hmm. um you wrote arm of fortune it's probably arm of protection since you paid uh, 50 points for it or or you didn't pay you it should be f- 15 points yeah it should um, be 15 points yeah. yeah um yeah i think uh, two wall saves is absolutely needed with the the executioner's axe and that's a perfect uh, choice um so Cool general and a cool, cool name and a theme of <laughs> for the army. I think um, maybe we should uh, hear what uh, someone else has to say about uh, sure. the um, general thought of the army and uh, and how the general is built. Nathan, why don't you go next? Sure thing. I really like this general. I have such trouble with my dark elf generals. I play dark elves in. 5th edition more than I play pretty much anything else, and I find them to be aggressively mediocre, the generals, and I hate that I have to take them usually. This is really exciting. I've never run 
uh, and executioners acts general before. I always kind of thought of it as a bit of a trap. Uh, but I, I like that he's got the two ward saves to keep him alive until he can actually swing. And I think it could be a really interesting one. I'm definitely going to steal, steal this build yeah, and try it out. Um, do you have a lot of experience with the, the Executioner's Axe? Obviously, you wouldn't have picked it if it wasn't a good choice for him. But well, uh, uh, I'm always just curious about that. It, it's a good choice on paper. Um, we have yet to see that enough matches with the actual Executioner's Axe. Um, because there is some stronger builds with the Dark Elves where the general is is merely there to uh, because you must have him. Uh, mm-hmm. So you'll you save points on him and give him something, uh, a lot, lot cheaper stuff. Um, but on paper, it's a good build, especially supported by the Black Amulet as one of the ward saves, because that's additional wounds you'll be dealing as well. Of course, uh, yeah. So you'll be getting some combat results at least. Uh, and then you have the yeah, two ward saves, the 4 plus and then the 5 plus. Uh, and that should keep him alive in most cases. And then nice. with the Banner of Might assisting his own attacks, so he has four attacks, that's a pretty good chance uh, to roll that six to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if, basis, it, Sorry? Yeah, because then there will be a, a, a better chance to get the um, uh, to get more attacks in with the uh, execution attacks, and every six to hit is, uh, is going to you know, kill him outright. Six to wound? Six to wound, yeah. Yeah, so with the Ban of Might, it's it's just under fifty percent mm-hmm. uh, chance to to kill anyone, yeah. um, because you get two point six attacks through with the Ban of Might uh, against most targets. Oh no, I'm wrong about that. You should get more actually. So depending on the uh, the weapon skill, of course. So yeah. so you might you probably get the, around uh, the three. So. In most cases, it would be uh, it would be close to fifty fifty. One thing that I just uh, thought about is uh, maybe it's it's better to to have a golden crown of Atrasa, um, because there's not not much point in you causing a wound on uh, another em- enemy character with the black amulet if he's gonna get killed. That is true. Afterwards, you could go with the golden crown instead. Yeah, it's just a little bit more protective. Yeah, but you still want to have the chance to to deal some additional wounds in case you don't get the fifty fifty, which is why I think uh, well it, it's nicer with a three plus ward save, but you know with the black amulet, you know there's still a chance to to deal some wounds in case you um, you don't get the execution. Yeah, I I understand that. I think it's very close between those mm. two. Yeah. Um, uh, Marek, would you like to say a few words about this list? About the whole list. The first yeah. time I cast my eye on it, I thought, hmm, those witches are so expensive, but I didn't notice the scalping party is for a group of six scouts, so mm-hmm. everything is okay with the list. There is enough scouts in it. <laughs> okay. Obviously, the five parties. And my general was the same build, but he was mounted on the monster. Mm-hmm. Then I just couldn't squeeze 20 points. So I changed the executioner thanks to the play of scouts. Okay. Yeah. But I I uh, like the executioner sex because it's it gives more flavor to darker flavor. Yeah, that, that is true. While while obviously when he's riding a monster, he won't get the banner of might uh, bonus, so it won't be as useful. But still. 
I, I really like the opportunity to charge a dragon and kill it in one swing because I think it's easier to kill a monster with low uh, weapon skill than yeah. another character, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, the, the, you, when you uh, recorded the Dark Elf Army discussion podcast, I don't know if you or Caspar uh, mentioned the witch elf themed army that you try to uh, build. So this is a very nice take on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, we definitely discussed uh, whether it was uh, there was an option to make a witch elf army instead of making a a scout army. Uh, so yeah, this this is definitely one of my uh, my better attempts at trying to build that army, which I've tried quite a few times now. And, and I like the names, the Acolytes of Pain and the cool Lesser Pain guy, yeah, because yeah. you didn't have points for a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the names are so good. He dishes less pain. <laughs> um, Paul, would you like to take a few minutes as well to talk about this list? Uh, sure. Well, I would love to play it. One thing I really... Because I can imagine getting all of... The, not going through the shopping phase of getting all the witch elves mm-hmm. and just being able to play it. Uh, I think you need one fewer accolade of pain. See, one more lesser accolade and just put the crossbow on the dark elf general. Is one thing. Yeah. Uh, just get the higher ballistic skill and enjoy... A little more opportunity cost. The the reason why there's no um, uh, crossbow on the general is because I expect to be marching his unit every turn. Yeah. So yeah. the only time he would be firing is if where they were charged, which is something I would hope would not happen. Not necessarily, yeah, but I... you you can't always be charging. I don't know. Is marching rather marching? So yeah, yeah. yeah there's got to be times be. where you don't want to put yourself into that place where you know you have to mm-hmm. charge something your opponent wants you to because you have the whole unit frenzying around you. Yeah. Uh, a s- small nitpick. The... Uh, every point counts. So, uh, yeah, it's, definitely. It's a nice observation. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I just have repeater crossbows on my generals since I've been since I've been playing Dark Oaths. And yeah, it's yeah. nice to hit almost automatically. Uh, otherwise, no, it's... Oh, uh, the other thing. I'm curious, what do you use as models for scouting for scouts? Um, currently, we're uh, just using uh, regular uh, dark shots, uh, dark elf crossbowmen, uh, and just putting them in skir- skirmish formation. I see, because... I'm trying to represent them with no armor on. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, at the moment, I'm using nice. Mengel's Man Flayers. We have also been using. Um, uh, no, actually, for the Dark Elves, we only use the, um, the, the Crossbowmen. That's the, all, all we have currently. I see. Because I was looking at the 4th edition scouts. Mm-hmm. And they're not that good looking. <laughs> and there's only like three, three models that uh, have crossbows on them. So, <laughs> oh, they they look okay. The, the the good ones look good. But, okay. Uh, I, I think they stopped producing those uh, 
those models. They never are... produced them. They were only prototypes. I've been doing yeah, my okay. research. That's that's <laughs> why. Yeah. yeah um, because I was so annoyed that I could never get them. Mm. There are also uh, the third edition models. Uh, they were third, yeah. And okay. produced by Marauder Miniatures, so there are some options. Those are the ones I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, no, I like that the is the on the champion sitting next to the general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I wonder if it would be nice to have it on something more mobile. It's not like it's not like your general's that attractive for someone to go after. Uh... Well, I it, it's also to protect the main unit from, for example, uh, giants or uh, chariots. Mm. Uh, is the main unit that many though? It, it, I mean, it's just got a it's got a couple more witch elves. I wonder if if anything's. Just wondering if anything's more important than the other. And that someone won't avoid or just avoid the uh the gen- the general's frenzying unit and go after something softer. Yeah, yeah. That is the issue with going an all infantry. Um yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Always, always the case with the with inf- infantry that is even though that the the elves are a little bit better with the movement five. It's it's still uh, not that hard to avoid, and they also frenzied, so they you can bait the unit out of position. Um, mm. But I think uh, you absolutely need the black gem uh, alongside the the general. Otherwise, he's just gonna get gemmed himself. Um, <laughs> and you have uh, and you have no uh, no way to to gem here. Uh, the enemy characters, then, and then the, the unit will probably lose. Yeah, and yeah, no, that's why I'm just thinking about something more, something more mobile, so you can pick and choose when the when the gem gets to go off. But you'd have to add one flying creature or something, which is fifty points at least. So. Yeah, and then I need to make it a, a hero instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it could work. You could make the Abyss anguish the uh um give them instead of the black gem you probably give them the heart of woe instead then. Just have them go in and explode something. And yeah, potion of strength. Yeah, yeah, potion of strength you could uh, give them as well, yeah. To make the heart of woe more explosive. But yeah, we're all gonna have at least one weakness. It's impossible to make a perfect list of two thousand. Yeah, yeah. But um, but there's more things that I would consider. I would, uh, I would probably put the the witch elf hero uh, in the main regiment as well, mm-hmm. just to make sure that you that you win uh, those combats. If uh, if you fail to slay the general or whatever, mm-hmm. um. I think it's a little bit risky to have him in another unit. Uh, he might not uh, be able to to carry to carry him. He might not be able to carry them himself. Um, yeah, so the idea true. with the scouts. Oh, sorry. A, yeah, the idea was to have a uh, a, a little bit hard hitting 
uh, support unit. I suppose I could do with the hero just in the main battle instead. Just 12 witch elves with uh, cauldron blood, that's hardly enough. Yeah, as a, as it definitely is. And, uh, and, it, and you don't lose the hero that easily. Uh, yeah. If you if the uh, witch elves are panicked and stuff like that, so, mm -hmm. um, so the idea behind the scouts is to act as shields or, yeah, to uh, shields and potential uh, sniping um, of uh, artillery. Yeah, yeah, because I think you definitely need to use them as shields because the witch elves just uh, die so easily to to range fire yeah. and their magic. Uh, Definitely of course, you, yeah. Um, I I don't think you you need four dispel scrolls in in most matches. That's really only against uh, really heavy spell lists. Um, so you could cut the you could cut the one uh, yeah the lesser pain acolyte if you wanted. Yeah. To scrape some points together for a little more witch cells or a little more scouts. Yeah, uh, more scouts would probably be the, uh, the interesting part. Mm. Getting a fifth group would be nice. And do you expect to be able to find spots to infiltrate all these scouts? Uh, not all of them. Uh, three of them, they will be running in front of the witch elves to block okay. the line of sight for uh, spells and, uh, and range fire. Uh, do in fifth don't you see through spaces in skirmishers, or is that only the unit itself that sees through it? I, be I believe you do with spells. Uh, you can cast spells through them. I'm pretty sure that. But range fire, you will will protect. They will be protected from range fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, but the direct line magic spells. Yeah. Yeah, they Get won't you. be protected okay. by that if if it's lined up correctly. Um, well, I mean, he's got four dispel scrolls. Yeah, yeah. but but instead you could uh, sell that actual and actually put a, put a pen of sorcery on the last witch elf unit. That would also that give well. you a lot more, lot mm -hmm. more. Uh, and it would be cheaper. Yeah. Offensive power, I think. Mm -hmm. That's enough points for a uh, unit of scouts and uh, banner of sorcery, almost. Yeah, I need to cut a bit more here and there. Maybe I'd uh, like, uh, reduce um, the, uh, the hag mothers to simply a, uh, a standard bear. Yeah, you, you could sell the, the command on both the support units, definitely. Yeah. Just have uh, the standard. Not, not have the musician, the, uh, the banner of sorcery and the other. Yeah. So you can scrape points together, I think, to yeah. to get the banner of sorcery and uh, and a little more scouts, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But well, I like uh, uh, I like your list, and uh, it's a it's a cool uh, cool idea. Uh, yeah. My last positive comment is uh, I love the just the imagery with the witch elf hero with the halberd. It's like whipping around a big awesome staff. Yeah. Yeah. Like six attacks, right? 
Yeah. And six attacks oh, no, no. with nine strength. Attacks. No, he's still nine attacks, isn't he? Nine attacks. Okay. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it's nine attacks with the bloodlust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at strength uh, six. No, yeah. strength seven. Yeah, probably. The uh, strength hero. six, yeah. Yeah, strength six, nine attacks. Yeah, probably yeah. the research hero is the better choice for the executioner's action. It uh, it could be the only issue there is you need to protect it then because it will strike last. Yeah, that's the problem right. that it and probably it will, won't get to strike them. And it's the bonus it gets from having poison attacks, as witch elves do, do not affect uh, magic weapons. Yeah, but you should uh, scrape together to give uh, give the witch elf hero a, a charm shield as well as the second item. There's no reason not to do that. I think yeah, just yeah. to negate a cannon fire shot that uh, doesn't get look out so it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, any closing remarks from anyone else? I think uh, this list is close to being uh, being competitive. Okay. Um, of course, there's some matchups that you really don't want to to, to meet. Yeah. Um, I'll have to tinker with it a bit more as well. So, um, let's move on to the next arm. Uh, and this is uh, Paul's army. So, Paul, would you like to tell walk us through your army and tell us a little bit about, about why, what your FPS are with it? Uh, sure. And, and let me pull up the names again. That John, uh, John, jo- uh, Josh asked for, for our upcoming game on the 23rd. Uh, alright, but, so I've got a general, and he's on a cold one, he'll go with the, uh, he'll go with the cold one knights that I have in the army. Uh, so remember, his, his title, I had his waste son, like, the, the idea is he was thrown away by his, his father, basically, and he's in a, he's aspiring to kill him, I suppose. Uh, the, he has a coal one, a lance, talisman, a raven's dark, jade amulet, heavy armor and shield, and a repeater crossbow. Uh, the repeater crossbow is, uh, gonna appear a lot in the list. After that, I have a, a level three sorceress on a dark pegasus, mm-hmm. and a dispel scroll. I have one assassin, with nothing but a repeater crossbow. Uh, five cold one knights with lances and repeater crossbows. Uh, they also uh, have the battle banner. Uh, t- two units of ten repeater crossbows. Five dark riders with spear and repeater crossbows. Ten corsairs with additional hand weapons and repeater crossbows. Five harpies. Five scouts with repeater crossbows. And then uh, three repeater bolt throwers. Okay. So definitely a traditional gun line kind of army. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm interested to hear what your results are with the repeater bolt throwers. Because in, in my experience, at least, it's, it's rare I'm able to find enough value for their points cost. Uh. Yeah, at a at a hundred, and also having to buy extra units to make them worthwhile, mm-hmm. uh, it can be a little rough. But they they 
create a you must come at me uh kind of pressure mm-hmm. nobody is nobody likes losing three to four like infantry models plus i i can't handle chaos knights otherwise uh I wish I wish I could handle larger beasts with them a little bit better cuz uh, I was surprised coming back to 5th edition to find that the single sh- the, the single bolts only strength 5 cuz yeah. in 6 and later they they become strength 6 so mm-hmm. uh but the no armor saves is a big deal for me yeah yeah I I, I get the, you want something to do with the uh, the chaos knights um I always tend to bring at least one bolt thrower. Uh, I try to at least you know, making a gun line, um, but I would, I would definitely consider. Uh, you'll probably see this in, uh, once we get to Casper's army. You'll probably consider replacing two of the bolt throwers and the repeated crossbows with just more scouts, um, and just focus your attention elsewhere on the on the, on the case knights. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, uh, the list is already built to flee and run circles around anything that just wants to charge me. Yeah, yeah. But I still like to have heavily armored things dead by the end of the game in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can generally place them and scatter them and then get six six rounds of shooting out of them or something that's equal or higher costs coming at them and wasting two or three turns dealing with it. Uh, yeah, the the full the, the full scout idea I heard you guys talk about before. Uh, because my two my two problems I don't have the models for them and I can't pl- and I just can't play it without a, a proper representation. Uh, and uh, the repeater, the repeater bolt throws are a bit iconic too. And I, I have like when I'm playing them, I don't, I've never left a game feeling like my repeater bolt throwers didn't do enough. Really? Yeah. I think one of the the big issues with the the repeater bolt thrower is that uh, you only have two crew, um, and they are large hmm. target, so they get killed by. By arrow shots so easily, and uh, mm. most units or most armies also have at least uh, one flying unit. Um, so I think they are they're, they're too easy dealt with, even though they have a, a long range. Um, yeah, and they are very good against chaos knights and such. Um, but I think it's just more of a counter pick against certain armies. Um, so I agree with Joe here. Uh, I would uh, I would uh, say that uh, scouts give more value in most matches against lighter armored things. Yeah, but unless something's like you, how how many scout shots do you need to take to take out like two plus armor knights and things like that though. Yeah, but the thing is that you can find uh, you can find points elsewhere if uh, if you if you cannot uh, deal with uh, with armored, um, or you mm. can simply find another way 
to uh, to get uh, some armor dealing potential, um, either by magic or or include a ban of wrath or something that's a uh... mm. this um yeah um there's there's other ways to deal with armor um I think that I like better but uh, I understand they are very iconic the bowl throwers uh, mm. and many people think that they. Yeah, it's a there's definitely must, must have in the dark armies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it it's maybe the kind of basic a basic choice. Uh, but I'm generally finding like screen like having them behind the repeater crossbows, using the repeater crossbows to go after those uh shooting units that might go after me first. Uh. I can generally whittle down the attacks enough that I still have a, I'll still have one crew member after one volley of shots. Uh, things like the really high uh, ballistic skill on their repeater crossbows and the assassin and the general uh, are things that I'll use to pick out those skirmishers uh, that might be in like the uh, light cover that are that are trying to come and shoot at them. So like yeah. what do you, a, a scout uh, like the scouts say skirmished minus two assassin still hits on anything so I can hopefully start using him to whittle things down. I don't want to really yep. shoot the repeater crossbows themselves at it because that they barely hit troops standing in the open. But you cannot uh, reveal the assassin until you are in close combat. That's the oh no I don't uh, I don't hide him. That's the thing. He's 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 out there the whole time. Does it say that you may hide them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thing's what? Why do I want to hide a uh, nine ballistic skill in a in a unit? So I couldn't afford my second one, but I usually play two revealed the whole time, okay. just shooting at uh, you know, shooting out of units. Yeah, that's oh, okay, but it's it's very expensive to to get those two auto auto shots. Uh, it is, but he's still he's still gonna do well in hand hand, and I don't like pumping him full of magic items to make him actually good at jump jumping out of a unit to do the assassinations. Uh, at two attacks, he's just not that good at it anyway. So just using him as a, just a really solid champion. With a repeater crossbow, uh, I'm fi- I'm finding a lot of a lot of success with it in the last mm-hmm. couple of games. Yeah. Okay. Have you uh, have you tried uh, hiding an assassin in scouts uh, with a hard roll and having them charge in like the second or? I haven't center? it. And no, I haven't. It's a good idea though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts on uh, Paul's army? This is an army I like a whole lot. It, For aesthetic reasons, this looks to me like a Dark Elf army. I love the... I love your choice of the, you know, the crossbows, the repeater bolt throwers. This is everything that kind of makes the Dark Elves special, almost, in one list. You've got your Cold One Knights. You've got a lot of the, the really iconic units in here. I have a couple of questions. Uh, mm-hmm. Firstly... The general with the talisman of Ravensdark, 
that's one that I don't see often. I had to look it up before we started recording. Is that one, is that worth the 50 points for you to discourage those flying monsters? Do you get a lot of that? Uh, well, the thing is, if it's hidden items, I'm not discouraging anything. Oh, of course. Like, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I, I usually, um, I, I usually play with, with just the items out in the open, but, uh, oh, yeah, for, okay, okay. for playing, playing properly with hidden items, yeah, yeah. Is, do you find that that is, is worth the 50 points for you? Uh, it's, it, it's that I'm, I want to be able to flee from everything and anything, mm-hmm. and flyers are the one thing I can't flee from in some in some cases. So, and I also can't handle if if, if someone goes for broke and brings a, brings a dragon or something like that, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, and the cold ones are the one thing I don't want to really flee with if I don't if I can avoid it. Yeah, that's understandable. So, yeah, so basically, uh, my opponent's going to look at the army and. Like, Alright, if I charge those those crossbows, they're just going to flee into the deployment zone, and then I'll be out in the open. But if I, if, if he charges the Chaos Knights, if I roll really high, they might they might run off the board. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's going to be the one big, the, the one, like, really good target for him. So if he, he'll come in, I can't handle him. Just, I, I, I didn't build a, a powerful lord. So I'm just going to try and draw him in. Have him waste his attacks, and hopefully the battle banner will win the will, will win the combat. Yeah. I, I like that strategy. That's really cool. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was your cold one nights. I I take cold one nights in every game, and I just I shouldn't. Uh, there, I I <laughs> fail almost half of my stupidity tests, and I know that's statistically improbable, but it happens. Uh, <laughs> What what do you get out of them? Because I get so precious little out of Cold One Nights, and I desperately want to know what I can do to make these guys effective. Hmm. Uh, make them more expensive and put repeater crossbows on them. That's 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 my recommendation. Six, <laughs> yeah, like that. It's, yeah, it seems dumb, like at six six points per per crossbow, but it actually helps a lot. Okay. Uh, um. So what, like, say one thing that happens is someone, someone uh, wants to put your cold one knights in a in a bad position and throws a cheap unit fast cavalry in front of it, and then brings a big heavy unit right behind it. Usually your cavalry's choice is charge and then tra- and then hopefully get an overrun. But if the overruns or, or actually if you kill all the models in this, you just get stuck, all right? Because fifth edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you get to win and pursue and crash into the other unit if you get a high enough uh, and I have pursuit roll. But it gets very really iffy. Whereas these cold knights can turn 180, walk back three and a half, turn 180, and then sh- just shoot the like the dire wolves or whatever that that tried that tried to jam them. And you and you probably opened up that space that the enemy unit can't charge you. Okay. I'm pretty sure you're only allowed to turn once a turn. It, really? Because I haven't seen yeah, that. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, I mean, that, that would ruin my idea. <laughs> Actually, that would I'm also save sorry, but for I, quite a long time. I, I'm just going to look it up. Uh, well, maybe you might be able to do it with a, a turn and a wheel. 
Uh, I don't no, think that's it's, possible. You won't have enough. St you won't have enough time. Two quarter one inch for turn. Turns face unit leader is automatically rearranged. There's insufficient space. I don't see anything about one time. Unless it says you're only supposed to allowed to do one maneuver. But let's see. Troops move and fight in tight formation. Uh, when while a unit moves, it must maintain its formation, which means that models are not free to wander off on their own. The formation can move straight forward as a body. Uh, they can change direction, then it must make a maneuver. Uh, there are three specific maneuvers that enable a, a unit to turn about or rearrange its facing. In addition, there is a fourth special maneuver called reforming. So I guess the one question is, does, it doesn't say very specifically, but it does say a maneuver. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, it's not super. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, oh, you can do one. Oh wait, you can do more than one wheel, right? Yeah, but yeah. that's uh, yeah. that has always been the case. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, that, it, but, but you cannot. Uh, but you cannot march uh, at least uh, and and turn. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that that's a, it says specifically. Yeah. Um, but uh, so. But yeah. I'm still going. Se yeah, set just seven inches of movement. Use a quarter to turn 180 degrees. Move back. Use another turn. Turn 180 degrees. And yeah, because yeah, it, it in in the same sentence says wheel turn or change formation. Uh, so you, I mean I've used turn and change formation before. Can would you say you can't do that? Um. Yeah, I don't think you can do that, but I'm not sure. Um. It's probably if uh, if I'm right about it, it's probably because it's in a white dwarf, or maybe I just uh, oh, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that it should be like <laughs> that, that, that happens uh, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's um, been twenty years. So. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I so we we should double check because I do a few things. Like I, I almost never reform because a uh, turn and change formation is almost always better. Uh. And I do this double turn thing a lot, so we can research it more. But if I if I'm right, I recommend people do it. <laughs> if I'm wrong, uh, I will stop immediately. <laughs> so we'll double check. All right. Well, uh, Nathan, did you have anything more to uh, pause on? The last little thing I was going to say is that I totally agree with you on the repeater bolt throwers and dealing with chaos knights. They are my go-to as well. I usually take two in my armies because they are such an iconic unit, and I can see why you would why you would go even even higher than that with the third one. So, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. But otherwise, yeah, this is an army I, I like a whole lot. I love the units that you've chosen and kind of why you chose them. The one thing that I was uh, I think I'm actually going to change again. Uh, is I had the scarecrow banner just to just to go all in on just the one strategy, okay. and then I my my points didn't work out for my second assassin, so I ended up going with the battle banner. Uh, but what I I realize is I hate having an all comers army and not having magic weapons. So I would probably break it back down to the scarecrow banner. 
and do a couple of magic uh, magic attack items oh. on the other on the characters. Is uh, especially my 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 old group. We always had a a vampire counts player, and spirit mm. hosts were always a thing. Okay, but you can deal with the with them with the the sorcerer. Just ignore them. I I like uh, I like it like this uh, with the talisman of Raven Dark instead. It's a lot more mm. reliable and uh, it doesn't. Oh no, talisman of Raven Dark stays. It it's a battle banner that switches to scarecrow banner. But why have both? Uh, so because what I need is I need the the flyer to charge me. Uh, so it'll probably pass the terror check. Is is, is my expectation? Then I then I need it to. Come into gen- come to my general. I challenge him, so he can only ha- he can only attack the general. Uh, hopefully, miss everything, <laughs> and then I still have the d6 combat resolution against the flyer because of the scarecrow banner. That's the idea. But the, then the the battle banners just make it a lot more diverse. One hundred percent. Yeah. Use the cold one nights in in battles where you don't have a a huge flying mm-hmm. unit. Um, so that's why I, I like that, unless it's Absolutely, a, a specific yeah. counter build. Um, I really like the Talisman of Raven Dark uh, on on Cold One under the generals as well, um, because they yeah. they are prime targets for for a demon prince or a big, uh, especially when you don't have a black gem with uh, to protect your general. Uh, mm. act. Chaos Disc Flyer or something like that would also rush in, or anything fast uh, would rush in, try to kill this general, uh, and or kill the, the expensive knights. So, um, it's it's a good uh, good item, and I think uh, it will uh, perform well if be for instance in a tournament where you meet additional opponents. There will be a lot of uh, fast. Uh, Fast-moving character killers, I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It, the, the battle banner is going to be much more well-rounded. But if I if I if I do it, I'm going to cry when I see ethereal. So I'll have to. It it's it's that kind of what is uh what is your meta playing kind of fi- fine detail decision. Well, if yeah. they're spirit hosts, I mean they only have to move in the four, and they can't be van uh, hells. So you can, you can just ignore them. Yeah, it's easy to ignore them, I think. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. So I think yeah. you should be fine against... Uh, uh, you, you don't really need that uh, magic weapon to kill the spirit hosts. Uh, you can also just beat them with... Uh, uh, the the Battle Banner's Combat Res, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think you should be fine there. All right. Um, Marek, what are your thoughts on this army? I must agree with Nathan that I really like mutating so many iconic units like the Assassin and the Dog Throwers and the normal units of crossbowmen instead of the Scouts. <laughs> uh, so this army looks much, much more, much like the army from the photos of those rockhead. From, like from a White Wolf magazine, right? So so I like that. One thing I don't understand is the sorceress on the Pegasus because I think she's quite expensive 
quite uh, easy to kill and she won't cast too many spells because you didn't give her any magic items to power up her spell capabilities. Mm. Yeah, this one I, I can't I can't defend too much. I could I couldn't afford a level four, and I want, uh, so, but I still wanted to have that chance of outclassing people in magic, mm-hmm. and the, she's probably gonna hide a lot. Is the dark Pegasus isn't? I took dark Pegasus over the cloak of mist and shadow because. Because like, you need you need that opportunity uh, of get if you get Ar- Ars Nepal's Black Horror to be able to get in, in the spot and really use it. Uh, but I also want to be able to glancing attack high flyers and having the harpies and uh, the Pegasus should keep everybody on the ground, like playing playing fairly. Uh, but she's expensive, and I can only hope to get some spells off. That's 100% true. But I think it's doubtful that you get many spells off without any more support uh, spell casting items. I mean, of course, that depends. If, I mean, if he meets, like, an army with uh, three or four dispel scrolls, yeah, he... There probably won't be any uh, chance for you to get any good spells off, at least. Yeah, the 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 only thing I'm not adverse to doing is throwing dark riders to try and kill sc- scroll caddies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I I don't have a ton of direct hit stuff or anything that's gonna uh, guarantee me. The chance to uh, cast spells, but at least I'll have the higher level, so that my dispels and mm-hmm. casting will be a little bit more effective. Yeah. And I like your guys' rule where you don't do level fours at these point levels games. Yeah, yeah, it's helped us a lot as well. Um... Also, the addition of reducing the amount of character points amount. Oh, I didn't know you did that. Uh, basically, we make a uh, a, a fifteen hundred point army based on the uh, normal rules for the uh, army oh. books, and then we add five hundred cool. points of regiments. Okay, that's good. I like that. Uh, anything else to say about this list, uh, Mark? No, I I don't think so. Everything was said. The talisman of Raven's Dark Trap is is a nice one. Mm-hmm. I saw a few players uh, in the Polish Old Hammer weekend got got caught with this trap, and they were very frustrated <laughs> when the general of the dragon couldn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a nice one. I like to uh, to bring. Once in a while as well, um, it keeps the, uh, the flying game to a to a minimum. All right, well let's move on to the uh, next army, and uh, this is uh, a Casper's army. Uh, he's brought us a, a two thousand point 
you can call a scout army. So, Casper, would you like to run us through it? Yep. Um, this army is a, a math army. Because I didn't think any of you would uh, would bring one. But uh, some of your lists actually looks like uh, they're close to being a math army um, as competitive uh, as it can be I think um, so yeah um, for general I have uh, I gave him armor fortune jade amulet and uh, dark maze of death uh, and put him on a pegasus <coughs> so the idea is to actually make uh, the general able to do something in this uh, which is always a problem for the Dagels, I think. Mm-hmm. And here he can uh, obliterate uh, that Chaos uh, Knight regiment easily. Um, or he can just uh, pick off a war machine. He might not need the Dark Mage in, in e- every match. But that, that's where I like to put my uh, my armor piercing and uh, points. Um, most of them... Um, and most armies don't have that much armor uh, piercing. But uh, I have uh, other stuff for armor piercing as well. Um, Dark Mace of Death is just a very, very good item, and I like it a lot. It makes sure he can actually do a lot of damage. Um, and then I have a Master Sorcerer with Cloak of Mist and Shadows, Book of Secrets, and Book of Asher. And, uh, and also... Uh, Repeating crossbow as the general also have that, um, and that's just a combo I really really like the uh, bogus secret with the cloak of mist and shadows. Um, I know it was changed in a white dwarf, so the enemy gets to pick uh, the stats that you lose, um, but they cannot uh, pick wounds until there's nothing else uh, left. Um, so really, it doesn't hurt you that much. Of course, it's it's really annoying losing your all your leadership if uh, if there's a terror uh, threat yeah. flying flying in. But that's just in some games. In a lot of games, I think the Book of Secrets will really perform, and the Dark Magic deck has a lot of expensive spells. Um, so I think it's it's very very neat to have that, um, and I don't really care about the stats that much. Uh, and then I have uh, two uh, sorcerers with the uh, disciple scrolls and also repeating crossbows, um, and I included Shadow Blade uh, because he's so cool. Um, <laughs> if uh, if I'm not able to uh, to deploy him uh, safely within humans or elves, uh, then he's just gonna be deployed with one of the scout units. And they're gonna charge in, and uh, he's gonna kill stuff. Shadowblade, in my experience, always earns his uh, points. Of course, unless he's discovered, but uh, at 150 points, he can easily take out a huge threat. Um, yeah, I know you like to bring him. He's very good and very uh, cost efficient. I think, um, and you can hide him anywhere. He, um, so I, re- I really think that he's, he's a very, very strong choice. Um, for units, I have uh, six harpies and uh, 
11 Corsairs with the, the whistles, the small whistles, with crossbows and uh, additional hand weapons and band of sorcery. Um, of course, my uh, master mage won't be able to use the band of sorcery, but the other mage just uh, will. And it's just uh, simply more protective to have it. Uh, and that one, their spells might uh, draw out the uh, dispels, so it gets easier for the Master Sorcerer. Um, and I have a bow thrower, uh, which is also why the Koseas are included. Um, and that's simply just... One bow thrower is not going to do a lot, because it's going to get taken out by the enemy flyers, or range fire very easily. Um, but it's for zoning potential. Um, so the enemy don't can't uh, run his uh, his knights uh, towards you uh, the very first turn at least um and i think that's probably worth 100 points um he might just say oh, i don't care and then you earn the points uh, from the shots um and then a whole lot of scouts uh 47 scouts uh, divided into two groups of five, three of nine, and one of ten, and it's a little low on the scout part, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think it's enough scouts uh, to uh, to perform and uh, and make sure that you you have this gun line that uh, wins. It's still gonna kill a lot of uh, models each turn. It's a uh, I can't remember how many arrows, but I calculated it's a lot of arrows <laughs> this army <laughs> fires. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I a think very long shooting phase. This is very close to being the best uh, Dark Elf list that you can build uh, competitively. But of course, there's all there's things that I haven't tried and uh, I haven't tested this uh, that much. Um, so I would love to hear what, the, what you guys think about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, Marek, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, first of all, I just realized that the Cloak of Mist and Shadows allows you to use the crossbow. I always thought you can't, because you can't do close combat attacks. Mm -hmm. But that's a different story. I love the inclusion of Shadow Blade. Uh, last month we played a big 12,000 against 12,000 point battle, QP, you know, four, four versus four. And uh, when I heard that the special characters were allowed, I thought, oh my god, all those juicy characters against me and the Dark Elves had nothing. And then I started to look through the book and, oh, well, maybe Shadow Blade uh, will perform and he kills Teclis in first turn. <laughs> so yeah, he does he, that. He, he did okay. <laughs> and that's true that it's very easy with him to gain the points back. And Teclis is uh, 550 or 600 points, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like 600. Yeah. I also must say that I think the banner of sorcery, although I didn't include it in my list because I didn't have points, but it's really useful. Uh, especially if you play with uh, total power and drain magic cards, because simply they are so powerful that every chance you can 
have to draw them before the opponent is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and I must say that the general is also nice. I wouldn't think about the dark maze of death, but it, it's, uh, it has a good looping potential, although I would be very sad if I roll a one when using it. So I don't know if, if the flame of skulls is not there. Uh, if you roll a one, what do you mean? The dark maze of death reduces how many wounds? D3. D3? Yeah, so if, if I but, get only one. Yeah, okay, but but it's ba it's mostly against yeah. the knights who have one wound yeah. and okay, just killing no, a whole knight good. regiment. Yeah. And using what, the, uh, what base uh, the Pegasus has? 40 millimeters, so 40 it will okay, so he can kill, three. kill three knights. Uh, isn't it four? No, because mm. the knights are on, a, on a 25 millimeters. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're on 25, of course. Yeah. So three knights. Uh, but, uh, but it adds to combat results, so that's three co combat results uh, from the dark maze. Yeah, easy mm -hmm. to break, uh, you need the rest of the effects. Okay, so I misread the maze again. <laughs> It's very good now. Yeah, why, it's why six heartless instead of five heartless? <laughs> it's simply just because I want to be able to lose one, and I have I have the points, so so it's just to make it a little okay. little so easier. Can you, can you explain why some units of the scouts are five models, some are nine, and one is ten? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's to have a uh, different, uh, different options with them. Um, the small groups, uh, they're a lot more vulnerable to, uh, to panicking if, uh, if you meet another gun, uh, gun line army. Um, the breakpoint is nine, uh, where you have uh, to get three kills instead of two. Um, so that's why I really li like, uh, groups of nine. Um, but the, the the groups of five are expendable because they're cheaper, so you can put them closer to the enemy lines without caring too much about it. Uh, where the groups of nine are a lot more points into it, so they need to be protective and uh, placed better. So that's my thought about uh, the different sizes of units. Yeah, I like that because you you also get to activate a cheaper unit and see if you can wipe out an enemy, and then you get better target prioritization options. And the small units can use the scout in the deployment easier than the big ones, right? Yeah. Are you not afraid of uh, terror-causing creatures landing in the middle of all those scouts? <laughs> No, because the scouts are probably going to be uh, spread out. Some of them have special deployed, and some of them are on the edges. Um, and the dark elves have a uh, leadership eight, so terror is is not that dangerous. Um, yeah, I, I see. Well, you know, this is a dwarf question. I I find the leadership eight very disappointing <laughs> when I see <laughs> dark elves. Like, why are they running? Shouldn't they be uh, nine or ten? 
only good thing is I played few battles against the Hyals and they are almost unbreakable in this circumstance. <laughs> so that's that's all about the army for me. Yeah, yeah, yep. definitely. Also, dwarves, uh, they tend to be more compact in their setup. Uh, so they're more exposed. Uh, I mean, good scouts, you can have them spread all over. And even if they break, uh, since their skirmishes, rallying them isn't going to be that big, big of an issue. I'm still finding it uh, useful. Yeah, dwarves, you just bigger units, you feel the breaks more. It's. But just anecdotal. Uh, you feel you feel like it's just worse than it is. All right. Um, well, uh, anything else you want to add, Mark? No, no, no. Okay. I think I added everything. All right, uh, Nathan, would you like to go next? Certainly. I'd like to start off by seconding the comment about dark elf leadership. I require at least leadership 11 on my Dark Elves before they will pass a leadership test. Uh, so that is <laughs> that is one thing that we can certainly agree on. Uh, thank you very much for giving me another cool Dark Elf general build to try out here. I like the Dark Mace, and I don't think I've ever really paid attention to it before. That's really neat. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the Master Sorcerer, specifically the Book of Secrets. It's one that I've looked at a bunch of times because that automatic spellcasting is really tempting. The D6 characteristic points, though, seem to be the, the poison pill there. And I guess I've always, I've always not been brave enough to take the Book of Secrets because I'm just waiting to roll a six on that, you know, and I lose six toughness and I've only got three toughness to start off with or four. Um, how, I guess, it's not really something that you can mitigate. Is it? Is it just to get off that one kind of clinching spell to to win the game, or how would you make best use of this in this army? Yeah, I'm gonna use it as much as I can because you you're not allowed to uh, to get uh, any characteristic under one until there's no other choice. Uh, so oh. he cannot really die from it. Um, so the Cloak of Mist and Shadows makes it so that uh, you don't really care about any characteristics except maybe leadership because uh, of terror. Um, oh, I see. I didn't. I didn't get that interplay before. It's. Uh, I'm not super familiar with with how characteristic damage like that gets applied. So that's so neat. Oh, what a cool idea. That was also was in a white dwarf, right? uh, written in the White Dwarf magazine when they changed it, so you don't uh, uh, pick the characteristic yourself, the enemy picks them. I see. Okay. The other thing I loved was that Shadowblade made the cut here. It's not often that you see the special characters making it into Math Hammer lists. And you were talking about how he is a reliable way to, you know, he makes his points back. Could you? I'm I'm guessing you couldn't really recreate what he does on a normal assassin. Otherwise, you probably would have done that. Is it just the fact that he's got the uh, he's got the extra attack? He's got the the two magic items instead of only the one that that makes him such a, a attractive prospect at 150 points as opposed to like an assassin's out of like 60 or so. 
No, it's also uh, the killing potential from him. Um, of course, he can uh, infiltrate the enemy units. It's really effective against the uh, elves and the uh, humans. Because um, then you can actually kill the mm. enemy wizard at turn one. Um, Shadowblade might actually kill a lot of characters just by swinging his sword. Um, with with the potion of strength, the drunk. Then uh, he has four attacks, uh, hitting on three plus, and um, wounding on two plus, and doing d three wounds. So he he will kill a lot of characters before even having to use the the heart of woe. The heart of woe is a uh, the fail safe for him. Um, where if everything fails, then he still gets to kill them. So in my experience, it's a he if he if he gets in contact and there's no uh, black gem, then he will absolutely always kill uh, an enemy level four wizard. Um, awesome. Uh, you mentioned, I think, just then that he does. Does he do D three damage with his melee attacks, or is that just the heart? Of, oh, I I just uh, I all assassins I does that. that. Oh, he has the same rules the as the, the assassins. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry, I, I just totally missed that because uh, I was looking yeah. at his entry, and uh, but that makes so much more sense now. All right, yeah. Oh wow, what a what a guy! Very cool. Yeah, those were the things that that really stuck struck it or er, stuck out to me. And uh, yeah, what a cool list. Thank you. Okay, well, uh, welcome, Paul. Would you like to go next? Uh, yeah. A few of the questions that I had were already in. Third. Uh, I yeah, I did take a look at Shadowblade because I forgot that he was in there. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a picture, so he doesn't really stand out in the book. Uh, also, it says that he's still young, and I imagine he dies young if he's got the heart of woe. But uh, it's it's good. It's that multiple small unit style that is really really effective but I don't know at least where I was back in the day it, multiple small units hadn't been discovered yet like no one was playing anything like this uh, yeah at least with the way the pitch battles are designed there's no reason not to play something like this uh, I imagine if other scenarios were factored in where you might need a ranked unit or something important. Uh, I was just thinking about how I would play against it, and I, I'd probably have to start ranking up my uh, my repeater crossbows and trying to charge. Like it 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 breaks the way that I have to I have to try and play. Definitely as a as a gunline myself. Yeah, this is a um, very nasty gunline. Um, this is derived from uh, multiple scenarios of, of us trying to play the Dark Elves in, uh, in various versions, and every time our Dark Elf armies came up short against whatever we pitched it again. So uh, eventually, we Casper uh, came up with this list of uh, going all out scouts because it simply uh, seems to, at least on paper, the best unit uh, the Dark Elves have. Yeah. Giving them the ballistic skill five with no significant point increase, it 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 make it makes them one of those kind of auto takes. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. Um, I guess if I were to read this list as well, I, I like it as well. It's um, definitely the choice I would make for this gunline army. Your choice of characters. Um, uh, I probably would have gone with something different than the Book of Asher. Um, but I like the idea of getting four spells in your Master Sorcerer. Uh, especially with the Book of Secrets. I might have gone with a Staff of Osiris instead. Yeah. I also thought of, thought about that. Um, but it's just... If, if you want to... If you want to bank on getting your spell through, it's just such a cripple having that you, the enemy o- always have a reinforced uh, dispels. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, Shadowblade, of course, he is probably uh, the most useful special character in all the books, which is funny. But also Dark Elves, which is one of the harder lists to build for. But this is a, a scary army. Um, I guess this would be even for the the undead. If you if you, build, if you go with the undead army that uh, we we've uh, displayed on our podcast, uh, where you go Curse of Years, Matt Spam. This army doesn't really care that much about Curse of Years because you don't have that many units and they're spread out. In, in, well, you don't have a lot of models, so they're all spread out in, uh, in smaller units. So Curse of is an issue for you, and you can just gun down all their skeletons. Um, I suppose the only thing you have to worry about is the Van Gales being charged. But even then, it's, it's going to be difficult for your opponent to, to gather any points. So definitely a, a very scary arm, this one. Um, I don't see how you would, uh, with any other traditional gun line, be able to beat this one. This might actually be the, the best gun line army there is. Well, that's uh, that's the question that we have uh, been talking about. Uh, whenever a, w- a scout army would uh, would be able to stand up against uh, an, a wood elf archer army, um, but not, we haven't tested it. Um, of course, the Woodles will get uh, more rounds of shots because of their range, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe the repeater crossbows will uh, add up for that once they get close enough. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this army can do a, a lot of damage to a lot of things, and it's difficult to gain points on all those skirmishes. Skirmishes are so good in fifth edition. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that you have to worry about is is your sorcerer in general, really. Uh, everything else is expendable. Um, of course, you need to to earn the the keep uh, before they die, but uh, most things will do that. And also, a note of the Corsair unit: um, it's a uh, thirteen strong. So in case. Uh, in case you need to to grab the middle of the map to deny all the edges, if that's uh, how to win, then maybe the unit is still the uh, still able to to do that um, and uh, reform and get some ranks and actually be able to protect the middle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the scout groups, there are plenty of them as well to contest the various table quarters or to claim your own. 
It's very yeah. mobile, I mean, especially because they're these skirmishes. Not only do you have so many of them, but they're also very effective. It's also one of the things that makes Lizardmen strong, is because of all the skin skirmishes they can field. So definitely a very strong army. Anyone have any closing remarks to, to this one? Alright. Well, let's move on to the uh, next one. And Nathan, you've brought us a Cult of Pleasure Dark Elf Army. I have, and before we start off, I should say it is that part of the Flail of Skulls podcast now, and it's happened twice, so I'm going to call it a tradition, where we see if Simple Nathan can build a legal army list. And (laughs) much like last time, I realized as we were doing this show that I have in fact not made an a legal army <laughs> list. There was one part that I screwed up, and that was I made a champion for one of the units, and I took his points from the regiments instead of taking it from the characters, and that I'm going to blame on uh, me thinking of later editions where they were just unit upgrades. So my character points are actually over here. And, uh, yeah, I just, man, one of these days, guys, I will come on and I will have a legal list and we'll all clap and, and have a great time. Uh, that is not today, however. Well, Nathan, what I do, I, I do what have, I do have, uh, Nathan, sorry. I do have, I do have one more for you. Oh, no. Yeah. I smile <laughs> as well. You, okay, you have, give it to you me. You have two magic armors on your general. Oh, of course you can only, okay, you know what? That's going to work out just fine, uh, because I there was I was thinking of only going with one of them in the meantime. I always forget that rule. You can only have the one magic armor. All right. Well, I guess there's a couple reasons why this list isn't legal. <laughs> well, uh, in this case, you could also just make it a jade am- amulet, because it's the same cost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's say we did that. Yeah. And, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And I'll, then that I'll way it get, works. I'll let you get to it. Cool. So this is a themed list uh, around, based around Marathi. She's my absolute favorite Dark Elf character, and I wanted to do something with her. My very first idea, actually, was a, a Witch Elf army, and I'm glad I didn't do that, because, Joe, you did an amazing Witch Elf army. So this is kind of the opposite side of the coin in uh, Marathi and her Cult of Pleasure. For those who have just played the Hero Hammer era, and maybe a little bit more familiar with the Hero Hammer lore, you won't find anything about the Cult of Pleasure in the Hero Hammer or Old Hammer stuff. It really comes to the fore in the 6th to 8th editions, and they actually got their own themed list in Storm of Chaos during 6th edition, and it becomes a larger and larger part of the fluff. The Cult of Pleasure uh, was a Slaanesh-worshipping cult that Marathi started in Ulthuan, before the Elven Civil War. It was one of the big things that led up to that Civil War and everything that happened uh, else or after that. The My army list here is the idea behind it that Marathi is returning to Ulthuan with a incursion and infiltration force. And she's got her, her trained uh, cult of pleasure and they're going to go in and uh, in basically penetrate Ulthuan and then disperse and and uh, restart these cults of pleasure on the island. So that was that was my uh, my theming for this guy. Now to start things off, uh, I mentioned earlier that 
Dark Elf Generals, I find them just very mediocre. And I really wanted to not take one at all, but there's only so many rules I can break here when I'm making lists for this show. So I did actually take one, and he is very cheap, uh, because I don't really didn't really have much of a plan around this guy. My only hope is that he doesn't die, because every time that happens, half of my army seems to flee. He is a Dark Elf General on a Dark Steed, with the Armor of Fortune, a Jade Amulet, a Lance at 185 points. His main goal is to not die and perhaps to lead one of the units of uh, Dark Riders that we'll get to next and give them a little bit of punch. Next is the star of the show, Marathi. I really like her as a special character, even in the Hero Hammer era. I, I feel like there's worse choices where she's she's got some items that are probably fairly useless on her, but nothing that's absolutely terrible. And, uh, oh, I, I've got little uh, fluff pieces here that I'll, I'll go through for them. So my, for my general, his name is Wraith Chillblade. He's a noble of Nagaroth who long ago was seduced by Marathi's honeyed lies. Now he leads her incursion force. For Marathi herself, she was the wife of Anarian, the mother of Malekith. Perhaps no other elf has had a profound, as profound an imp as an effect on their people. It was she who first spread the cult of pleasure through Ulthwan in centuries past, and now she has returned to resurrect that dark era. Marathi, you don't have a choice uh, about what you give her. She just has to take her magic items. So she is uh, armed with the dark sword, the amber amulet, a power scroll, a dispel magic scroll, and she rides her dark pegasus sulfette for 472 points. Next up, we have a Dark Elf Champion Sorceress. The Sorceress Irene is Morathi's talented pupil, as devoted to the Cult of Pleasure as her Dark Matron. The frequency of which the two battle together and the striking similarities in their looks have led some to believe that Morathi is using the young Sorceress as little more than a body double. And she is a Champion Sorceress uh, with the Chalice of Sorcery for 146 points. And the next character is Wrath Hecatus, Dark Elf Hero. And in order to increase his personal power and prestige, Wrath has been playing a dangerous game. He has been feeding the uh, he has been feeding cult secrets to Crone Helbron, Marathi's chief rival. Unfortunately, he has not played well enough, and the Amulet of Protection the Hag Queen has recently gifted him is in fact nothing of the sort. He is a dark elf hero with a lance, a dark pegasus, and the heart of woe. This is my first ever attempt at a, uh, a nuker character. So we'll see if, I, if I, I did that in any way that would work. Mm -hmm. uh, and next we get into regiments. So our first two regiments are known as the Fiends of the Hag Queen. They are two regiments of dark riders that range ahead of the army, taking perverse pleasure in riding down any whom they encounter. And they are dark riders with spears and crossbows. Each one of those units comes in at 165 points. Mm -hmm. The next uh, set of units are the Barbs of the Dark Prince. These dark elf scouts will eventually break off from the army and infiltrate the cities and towns of Ulthuan, 
They are the instruments by which Marathi will bring about a return of the Cult of Pleasure. And it is three units of Dark Elf Scouts at 65 points. Fine, or not quite finally, but next up we have the Soul Reavers. The greedy, prideful nature of the Corsairs make them easy prey for the Cult of Pleasure. These Reavers accompanied the army ashore and now form a bodyguard for the Sorceress Irene. And this is 10 Black Orc. Sorry, 10 Black Arc <laughs> Corsairs. I wish I could take Black Orc Corsairs. Oh, yeah. That would be uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they have a standard with the standard of sorcery. And here is one of my slip-ups here. Uh, they are joined by a champion, who should have been in the characters, with a sea dragon cloak, because you must give him a sea dragon cloak if he's joining a unit of Corsairs. And oh. he has the Black Gem of Nar. Uh, again, my first time ever taking the Black Gem of Nar in a list, so I've, I've got all of the things that I could check off for my competitive Warhammer Army list, uh, a Nuker and a Black Gem Bearer. And finally, for regiments, we have the Degenerate Flock. Many are the flocks of harpies that nest by the dread tower of the Hag Queen. For a sorceress of her power, it is child's play to dominate the weak-minded creatures. They form the flying vanguard of Marathi's force. And this is five harpies at 75 points. Finally, we have some allies. I never take allies, but this seemed like the perfect list to take them in. And these are the Maidens of Suffering. So maybe somewhat related to uh, Joe's unit. And this is 10 Daemonettes at 350 points. So with these girls, I really wanted to include something slanesh themed in the army, and I kept going back and forth about taking either a larger units of regular demonettes or a uh, smaller unit of mounted demonettes. And I ended up going with the 10 demonettes because they are a level 2 sorcerer on their own. I figured keep them near the banner of sorcery and uh, the, the Black Ark Corsairs. They can just about keep up with the Corsairs. This is an army that's pretty much all magic all the time between Marathi and the Sorceress and the um, Daemonettes. And with the, I'm hoping with the Chalice of Sorcery and the Banner of Sorcery, I have enough to fuel that. Uh, Marathi comes with her own power scroll and, and uh, dispel scroll, so she's, she's pretty good, I think, to, to go out on her own, and she can have most of the base magic cards that I'll draw on a turn. The others can kind of fight over, you know, what what they can do with the uh, with the two magic items there. The corsairs I chose as the bodyguard unit, mostly because of the sea dragon cloaks. I figured, as far as dark elf units go, they're a little bit more, uh, you know, they've got a little bit more staying power because of that. And uh, yeah, this this army is kind of my my idea for a more competitive force because Joe had challenged <laughs> me last time to, to do something a little bit more competitive, so I wanted to try my hand at it, but I still couldn't resist doing a themed force, and uh, yeah, I love Marathi, so she had to be in it. And yeah, uh, yeah if you guys can help me make this into uh, something a little bit better, and perhaps maybe even legal, uh, I would be <laughs> super thankful. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. let's have a look. Um, Paul, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. It's yeah, it's fun and fluffy. I used uh, Marathi recently, and she yeah, she was definitely fun. Although she killed more war machines in hand-to-hand combat than cast spells. Oh. <laughs> uh, took a steam can, can 
the steam tank cannonball to the face and did okay too. Oh, no. So <laughs> it'll, it'll end as D4 wounds, so that was uh, I was able to survive, and then the the amber amulet actually worked for once. Uh, so the general goes inside of the one of the dark rider units. Yeah, and I I know the rules around having you could only be. A uh, model can only be fast cavalry if it only if it has a certain save, I think, uh, or you know it has. Or, yeah, or, or, and I didn't know how that interacted with magic armor, uh, so I would love to put him in with the dark riders, but maybe not if it's going to force them to move like regular cavalry instead of fast mm-hmm. cavalry. It, it will have uh, two effects. Uh, first off, because the save is better than five plus, they won't be able to move as fast cavalry. Uh, and secondly, their special abilities like Vanguard deployment, the general will not get those abilities, so the unit will not be able to Vanguard deploy. Okay, yeah, I would probably not do that with him. Honestly, I have no plan for this guy. Please help me with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, well, uh, yeah. Him, you probably take him off the horse, I think, then. Mm, maybe yes. walking with the Corsairs and give him, give him something there. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, like a magic item someone... to... Yeah, you don't necessarily have to do anything, it, but it, if the then the Black Geminar does more of some of its purpose, where someone comes flying in to try to snipe your general, mm-hmm. and he's Black Geminar them away. Cool, uh, I think that's a, a good idea. I mean, that only saves you, what, three points for the horse, I think. But <laughs> yeah, sorry. Because otherwise he's no oh, uh, so you say five points because you don't need a lance anymore. Mm-hmm. You'll um, save two points because you'll need a repeated crossbow. Yes, that's uh, true. <laughs> yes. Shall source you. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there's there's still a lot of fun going on here. You, you you're you're able to flee with. Everything it's a ni- it's a nice multiple small unit force. There's still good good play happening. I haven't played with fifth edition demonites in a long time, so I'm actually uncertain how good they are. I don't like their movement value, but otherwise I I like them a fair bit. They're a very costly unit at thirty five points each, so I could always bump them down to maybe eight demonettes, or maybe take a much smaller unit of mounted demonettes, which would kind of keep up better. Uh, I just went with this because it, it gets me a little bit more magic, and I really like demonettes, so I wanted to take a, a not a sizable unit, but a respectable unit. Uh, no, no, it yeah, like allies is uh, often if they're if they're exploited, it just looks tacky. But this this is fun. Yeah, it, it fits the theme of uh, Marathi as well. Um, but there is it, uh, a problem with it, legal wise. Oh no, not again! What have I done? <laughs> oh, but it's it's, it's uh, the demonets. Um, you cannot uh, include them as allies like that. They have to be escorted by. If you go by the fifth edition chaos book, then they have to be uh, uh, escorted by a demon prince at least. Um, or okay. you, or if you go by the fourth edition book, you have to be. Uh, they have to be escorted. Uh, they have to bring a Eslanesh character with them to to for you to allow them. 
Um, so it's not legally to to uh, allow you to ally with demonets that easily. Ah, it's and okay. Morathi can do it. Yeah, but but it, but I, it's 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 very. Uh, I I really like the theme of this army, so I think uh, it's something that should be house rules if uh, if you had uh, if you're facing any kind of a half decent player, <laughs> decent <laughs> person, then then you should ha- house rule that it's allowed because it's uh, how the theme works. Yeah, and strictly it was one speaking, of those, yeah, yeah, it was one of those things where I was looking at it and I was like. Do these, yeah, does the warband rule take effect if I'm just taking a unit of allies? So that's nice to know that it does. Uh, that would make it a much harder prospect to do, of course, where demon princes are not super cheap on their own, though. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's easy to count Marathi as a slanish character. Yeah. I mean, she can take slanish spells, so it makes sense. I certainly think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, One thing yeah. I think that you should uh, you should change though um, is I th- really think that uh, your champion sorceress that you should uh, change his item to a book of uh, Asher so he can also get slash magic. That would be a lot cooler. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I like that. It it's would be nice to have yeah, a little bit more. that you have to scrape to bit together. Mm-hmm. Or you can take uh, House Chaos Sorcerer of Slanesh from the Allies section and make it both legal and Slanesh. Yeah, that's the easiest way to make it <laughs> uh, legal from uh, the 4th edition. Mm, yeah, I think it would have to be the 4th edition, because I, I don't think I'm getting a Demon Prince in this list without changing it entirely. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. And that plays to the Slanesh theme a little bit stronger than I have right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea um, to make it a, a Chaos army, Wizard. The army is legal. When you choose allies, you do not have to um, go by the normal uh, selection proportions. It says doing uh, allies on the, uh, in the Dark Elves book. Oh, well that's nice. So you can include the D-Nets. Just as demon X. Alright, well, it's nice to know that I did at least that. <laughs> I'd love some opinion on the the demonettes themselves uh assuming you know it's it's something that I'm gonna take in this army in one form or another. What do you guys think between the mounted and the mounted demonettes and maybe doing just like you know, three to five of them because they get ludicrously expensive, or doing this larger unit. But you need a minimum of five. I think with the uh, once you mount the demonettes, you can you can do a smaller unit. But I would probably do at least five anyway. Yeah, and uh, I would tend towards if you could find the points to make six, because that way it becomes a level two sorcerer as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. You only need that that one extra. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, that's a that's a very interesting thing that you spotted that Johannes with a that's does that does that the ally things say that in the other books or is it specifically for dark elves? I think it's uh, in most of the books actually. Let's just go to uh, Empire real quick. Uh, 
Uh, while I research, look at this, uh, Merrick, what are your thoughts on, uh, on this arm? Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, for, for me, Morafi should obviously be able to be the general of the army. I think they just forgot to write it because I don't think there's a dark elf with balls big enough uh, this, uh, except Malekith to lead an army while Morafi is in it. <laughs> maybe the only purpose of the guy is that when Morafi is losing the battle, then he takes command and he is responsible for the defeat. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. I don't see uh, anyone uh, giving her any orders. So that's a fault of Dab for not allowing that. Uh, I think that maybe you could squeeze some points and put the general on the Pegasus also. Then you would have three of them and it would be difficult for the opponents to target all of them. So we could that's a that's a neat idea as well, yeah. yeah. You, could, you could fly circles around the enemy. Especially as the idea to put him in a Dark Rider unit won't won't be a good one because they lose Vanguard and they are not fast cavalry so so you need to put him somewhere else. So I think a Pegasus or or in the unit of Corsairs. Two two options. Yeah, he he'll definitely get moved. Uh, because right now, yeah, with that dark steed, he's just not doing himself or anyone else any good yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the the piece of fluff with the amulet of protection is very funny. <laughs> and, uh, and very it's, funny. And it's something that uh, I imagine could happen in a darker society. <laughs> <laughs> and I I like the inclusion of the demonets. I, I was thinking about. Putting some using Islamist demons in a darker army, but I don't know how to do it and make it work. I think they are the, the mounted demonets. I think are very expensive and easy to kill, mm-hmm. and the, the the ones on foot are a bit slow. And the fiends of Slamesh are really weak. So yeah, yeah, so they're I just couldn't think a way to, to make it work. I would definitely advise taking the the mounted ones instead. Of course, you lose uh, one, one uh, spell level, but you still get to retain a uh, Winds of Magic card, and they will get have so much easier uh, connecting with something and actually and earning some 12, points. 12 yeah. So they can march and charge twenty four. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's incredible the difference in their movement between the the mounted and the unmounted. I think they could have at least given them a, a movement value of five in the the base demonettes. Yeah, yeah, they, they could have used a, a bit more movement uh, to be uh, be useful. The but the mounted ones they are so extremely good. Um. A unit that Casper he uh, often makes when he's using slash and uh, the nets is the six D nets mounted and then given the um, standard of shielding, giving that the two plus save. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
because they are pretty expensive because they're squishy with only a three plus save and toughness three. So it's a it's very nice to to invest uh, into the standard and the standard of shielding. I think. It's very nice that you spotted that uh, rule with the allies, Johannes. Um, it only it pertains to most of the books so far. Then what I've seen is the ruling doesn't say you can include uh, when you pick from any uh, regiment or characters or war machines. Um, that's the uh, Empire list. But uh, fourth edition dwarfs. Uh, all of them all have the uh, option to pick and choose from the allies. Yeah. So that part is perfectly legal, it seems. So that's good. And it seems the same issue as for Empire is also for the 5th edition Chaos factions. They also have to obey uh, the points value. And restrictions. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But oh, um, I, I I really like to just uh, talk about Morathi uh, value wise um, because I actually think that uh, she's not that uh, that bad of a special character. Um, yeah, she has the dark swords, which which is absolutely trash. But her other items are cheap, and they are pretty good and uh, actually helps helps uh, what you want to do in uh, in Warhammer um, the amulet is a not a, a ward save but it's it's close to it with the four wounds and uh, it's power scroll and dispute scrolls are, are very good so um, so I, I I like your idea of, uh, of taking her um, Oh, thank you. And the whole theme is a is a it's it's cool. It's a, it's something that's a, I've seen other people do make a Slanesh uh, dark elf themed armies. Uh, mostly, I think I see it the other way around with the chaos taking, uh, including witch elves and a Slanesh chaos armies, including witch elves and stuff like that. Um, definitely cool cooler list and I really like your <laughs> as well as your idea with the the new king hero yeah oh, thanks. Uh, it's so it's so good. funny that he thinks it's a, an amulet of protection yeah yeah it, it really plays into the whole idea of what the nuker has to do he has to charge in and die <laughs> yeah and it fits Dargill's theme yeah. perfectly yeah. I think so yeah cooler cooler wording there I mean, how else were, are you going to get someone to put on this thing, honestly? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I want to be lied to if someone's handing me a heart of woe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, Merrick, do you have anything else to add about Lung? I like the whole idea of using allies. I don't know the precise rules. For example, I don't know if you can take only war machines or only characters from the ally uh, as allies or not. But it it oh, seems it, to uh, have two different choices. 
Uh, some armies, or most armies, can pick and choose anything from the Allies list, as long as it falls within their own restrictions as well. Um, and, but uh, some armies, like uh, Chaos 5th Edition, that means Beastmen, Demons, and Warriors of Chaos, and then uh, Empire in particular, all have read that they have to follow the restrictions, or they don't have wording that says they are allowed to, to um, be exempt from the uh, restrictions of the normal lists. Yeah. Okay, because many people uh, forbid using allies because obviously it can lead to uh, overpowered stupid combinations like taking four organ, organ guns to mm-hmm. any army. Yeah. But on the other side, it's a gateway to converting and uh, having some original ideas. For example, the Dark Elves don't have a chariot in this edition, but you mm-hmm. have models from the next edition. So basically, you can, I don't know, use Beastman chariots or Chaos Warrior chariots as, as uh, Cold, One chari- Cold One chariots and use some cool models and try something different, which is otherwise impossible. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It does, like it, it does. The, the issue, particular issue with the the dwarf organ gun. I mean, every single uh, artillery faction or gunline faction would want to have these guns if they can, because yeah. they're simply so cost effective. Or um, instead of having fifty percent of characters, you get to have seventy five percent. Of characters in your army. No, you still need to follow the the army restrictions, which is still fifty fifty uh, percent. Even though that you take allies, they are just the points are both taken from allies and the character section. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. yeah, you still have to follow your own Definitely. restrictions. Yeah, you okay. don't have to follow the army list's restrictions in most cases. So, uh, for example, in this case, you would not need to have a slanesh character to include include demonets. Okay. But if you did include a character, it would cost both from your allies and from your character points. Okay. So I don't have more to add. Maybe that uh, we have very similar units with Nathan in our mm-hmm. armies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. See, the, the lists, they, they are quite different, but they still have some similar touches uh, here and there. Um, I also enjoyed this army a lot. Um, particularly the... Uh, the Ratha Hikatis hero. That's that's very funny. It's already been mentioned several times. <coughs> um, also, I like the idea of um, even more because he was a uh, a spy for Crone Helbron, which is basically who sent my army to Othoam. So yeah. I, I could. I was thinking like, could these two dark elf armies actually meet and fight each other because they're from rivals? While they're trying oh, to yeah. Yeah, raid Ultuan at the same time. That could be a fun campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I liked uh, the idea that you uh, tried to make the army more uh, Math Hammer style. I, I like the uh, the inclusion of the Nuker. I would probably give him uh, just some regular armor, just to give him a little bit of protection against range fire. So he doesn't get uh, shot out of the uh, office Pegasus before he gets to blow up. That's but fair. 
it's one of those ones where I wasn't really sure about what is the proper level of protection to make sure he dies at the right time, as opposed to giving him too much protection, and then, God forbid, he actually, you know, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And with something like, if you were, if you were to make a uh, Dark Maze of Death nuker instead, you would probably give him the Charm Shield uh, or uh, Jade Amulet to give him a, a bit of ward save as well. Charm Shield uh, is probably the favorite choice because of Sky Arrow as a potential threat. Yeah. Because it just ignores the first attack instead of you having to ward save against it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. It completely yeah. negates uh, the Sky Arrow if you take Charm Shield. So it's a great item to, to bring on him, and uh, mm-hmm. you will probably still die with it in close combat if he hasn't used it. Used it. Yeah. And, and it's uh, five dark, points. So and, and the Dark Mace guy, if you go Dark Mace of Death, you don't really need him to die, you just need him to, to get into combat. Um, also, Dark Riders. Great choices, uh, some of the better units. Um, also, uh, more scouts, which is all, all, always nice. I'd like to see more. The same with my own list. I would like to see more uh, scouts in that one as well. Um, I have four groups of six, so I'll probably look for some more there. Um, maybe if you needed the points for the champion for the black gem, I might consider going downgrading the champion sorceress um, and replacing the chalice of sorcery with an dis- additional dispel scroll and you will lose a, a bit of wind's magic and some uh, and, and spell but uh, you get some more uh, anti-magic and you'll be able to field the champion most likely Let's see here. nice and just a little one sorcerer with Bugo Asho would be my choice yeah, we go just go with the uh, book of So you can have Slender Mesh Magic on that one as well, mm-hmm. since it's a, a princess. Yeah, yeah, you could do that instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I would, uh, and then I would go with the uh, mounted demonets. If you could find points for six mounted demonets with the standard of uh, shielding, that would be uh, amazing uh, support choice for my allies. I don't oh, think he's right. able to find uh, that much, no, much points gonna, it's, to it's to gonna, get that gonna. unit. But even the the five without any uh, standard of shielding of Anna is is better, I think, than the ten yeah. uh, on foot. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. you you probably have to cut one of the Dark Rider regiments. That might be be too much. And the Dark Riders can uh, easily protect them from range fire. So, and it's uh, it's always a pleasure to to see your armies, Nathan, because you also include so much trivia. So uh, you learn something about the uh, the law of the game while we are, you know, pulling your army apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so you nice that you something, are. and yeah, it's not and... list design, so it's gonna have to be lore. <laughs> And you're really good at uh, being and really uh, enthusiastic about uh, your army and uh, the ideas, and that really gives it a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. All right. Anyone else have any uh, uh, last minute remarks to, uh, to Nathan's army? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the Corsairs, if you can scrape okay. points, they should have uh, repeating crossbows. Yeah. You can scrape together the points. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to do a lot of scraping, I think, for mm-hmm. this list. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a few things, I think, that need to be uh, need to be upgraded. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the uh, last army for the uh, evening. This is uh, Merrick's 2,000-point Dark army. We've included uh, quite a few monsters in this one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I will start, start with the fluff part. Mm-hmm. The army is led by twin brothers, Urafil, Deratin, Eragot, Sinat, and his brother, uh, Chimerian, the master sorcerer. And the idea is that it is forbidden in dark society for males to practice magic. It's from 6th edition onwards, this idea. So, because they were twins, they could uh, easily hide the secret that one of them is practicing magic, because only one always only one of them was visible in public. Uh, and this this idea was the idea of the their older sister. Uh, and after many years of servitude under her, they tricked her into shape-shifting her into a chimera. And it was permanent. So now uh, Urafin is uh, riding her. <laughs> it's a fitting punishment for the years of torment they had to suffer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in doing so, uh, the secret was revealed because uh, she was a priestess of Cain and uh, the high priestess knew about it and didn't do anything till it served her needs and the needs of her servant. But after she was changed to a chimera, the secret was revealed and they had to run from Nagorov. Uh, so the whole army is a ragtag darker force that is just sailing and pillaging or acting as mercenaries because they can't go back to Nagorov. Uh, maybe one day when they uh, tame enough monsters and gather enough resources, they can come back and buy the witch queen's favor, but not now. So uh, the army is uh, a dark of general with a shield, a repeating crossbow, flail of skulls, black amulet, and armor of fortune riding a chimera. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I couldn't squeeze 20 points to change the play of skulls into executioner's sex. But on the other hand, it is a tribute to the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very it's much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, next one is the, his brother, Master Sorcerer. He is using Cloak of Mists and Shadows and the Book of Secrets. In bigger battles, he is riding a more Hydra, but it turns out it is impossible to uh, squeeze squeeze it that way in a 2000 point list. So instead of using different items, he, I reverted back to the 
good combo of Cloak and Cloak of Mist and Shadows and the Book of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the regiments are two Dark Rider regiments uh, with spears and repeating crossbows. They are the Fangs of Malice. Uh, later, there are three units of scouts, five each. Uh, they are the Ace, Eyes of Hatred. Then there is five Harpies, Claws of Hunger. And six Cold One Knights with Lances and uh, Banner of Might. And they are called the Betrayed, which means they are all nobles that also had to uh, run from Nagarod, so they are exiles. And this is what bonds them together, that they hate <laughs> people in their homeland. <laughs> and also the monster Rudolfria, the red beak war hydra. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the the model of my Hydra and the sorcerer riding it looks a bit like Santa Claus, so <laughs> so that's that's the name for her. I know that she won't perform too good because of the bound monster rule. I think it's an omission again by the writers that it was never meant to be like that. Because in the book, they, it's, it is said that these Hydras are much more uh, deadly trained than the average Hydra. So I I think it shouldn't have the monster rule, but it has. Yeah, instead they gave the uh, increase to uh, leadership. Oh, yeah. It has other stats increased as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and special rules. For I must I must all say that the cringy names I gave all the units I think it is a very dark healthy thing because you can't you can't really be one hundred percent serious with the dark elves they are so emo and so dark and evil that I think I, I, the more cringy the better yeah yeah definitely agree with that one. Yeah, so oh, nice. basically that's the whole army. Yeah. Well, uh, Casper, would you like to go first on this one? Yeah. Even though that you made uh, a fluff army, I think uh, I think the army is uh, actually pretty strong. Um, I really like the the double monster, and uh, he managed to 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 get everything in. Um. And it's it's a good uh, it's an it's a difficult army to get points uh, taken from because they have to kill the monsters. Um, the one thing that uh, is the is against that is uh, the cold one knights, which I would cut so it's uh, make it a, a total avoidance army. Um, even though the cold ones are cool, but they it's easy to uh, to uh, to look at the cold ones and say that's where I'm gonna take my points from this army. Where if they are not there, uh, it's very difficult to to actually catch something and actually earn some points off this list, unless you kill a character or or a monster. And I really like that you have two two monsters. Um, it's a cool thing, and of course the, there's the chance that the war hydra might run off. Um, but it might do a lot of damage instead uh, with its uh, extremely 
potent breath. Um, and you have the Chimera. I don't think you need the the Executioner Axe. Uh, you have the Flail of Skulls and you have the Chimera's attack, so yeah, this is a very strong and potent uh, <laughs> potent unit. Um, that can kill a lot of uh, strong things, uh, as long as there's no black gem involved, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and I like your Master Sorcerer as well. Um, only thing I would... Uh, I don't know how many character points you probably... Probably spend all the character points. It's just a shame that you have a, you're not uh, able to fit in a Dispel Scroll. Um, or Emergencies. Well, maybe maybe a Dispel Scroll will... I could squeeze in. If you have the points for that, I would definitely find... Scrape that points together for that. Um, because that's the thing that can go wrong with, with your army. That's it. If your character gets killed by some some magic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, probably I have enough points. I can always up one, hold one night and squeeze a dispel score. So that's a good idea. Anything else you want to add, Casper? Um, just a second. I'm just calculating something. Yeah, you you're not able to to get an, a second Hydra uh, instead of the Cold War Knights and uh, and a third uh, Dark Rider unit. Uh, <laughs> But the but it's and, it's uh, closed. Help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um I guess I'll go next. Um I also really like this arm because uh playing around with a unmounted war hydra is something I've been doing a lot with my dark elf armies. Um I've also thought about bringing two monsters. It's definitely a list I'll be I'll be looking at um for future reference. Um, and I like the the whole law uh, idea that they were the uh, the outcast dark elf army. I guess in, in this sense they could also meet the the Marathi army on uh, on Ulthuan and the uh, the hag Crown uh, Helibron uh, army as well. If you want to use them in all in a campaign, or in each other. Um, uh, let's see what I like. I like the master sorcerer. Um, definitely a good setup with the Cloak and Shadows and Double Secrets, always a potent combo with, uh, with Dark Magic, especially with Dark Elves, as they get to the spells first. Um, I guess I could see, like to see more scouts in this army, um, but I also like the use of uh, two units of Dark Riders. Um, yeah, I think I agree on, on Casper on the idea that if you cut the Cobalt Knights, um, this would be a great avoidance army. And in that case, I would probably replace it with just more scouts. Yeah. Uh, then this army would be uh, quite potent, uh, especially if you find that Dispel Scroll as well. Um, yeah, but the law really adds to the uh, to the army with the. Twin brothers and the story of the uh, Chimera is pretty fun. So, yeah. 
So uh, thanks for doing the sandwiches. Yeah, I'm very well thought of. And uh, Nathan, uh, would you like to go next? Certainly. The fluff for the characters is inspired. That was so funny. I really love everything about that, especially how you worked in the uh, ban on male sorcerers in uh, that that the Witch King institutes, and of course isn't in the fluff in fourth edition, but is in later editions, which is really neat. Uh, really neat, and the way that you've got this this interaction, so much of the elf elven history is is family stories and family drama. And you've gotten that just so perfectly here. I, I feel like this should be something that's that's in the book, you know, in, in one of the Dark Elf books, like a little tidbit or something about these these two brothers and the uh, the Chimera sister that that you know they tricked and it's uh, it, it painted such a, a cool story in my head that I really wanted to to mention that. Uh, I like the bold choice for the War Hydra. I am terrified of bound monsters i don't take them uh i i think the bound monster rules are awful i i as I, you know i i look at them and i'm just as soon as i do i'm just like okay yeah that monster's gone turn one there's there's no way i know how i roll i know how i play and there's there's no point to taking this but i love that that you've got him here and uh i i do desperately want to play with dark elf war hydras so this one is is very cool. Um, I guess I I love the the monster theme. I wish I do wish we could have had maybe one or two more monsters in here. I know there you you've only got so many points to play with in in the the uh, army list and and uh, only so many you can allocate to monsters. Um, I would I'd love to see. Maybe some of the you know the minor monsters make an appearance if you uh, if you ended up dropping the the cold one nights or something. I always loved like the giant spiders and scorpions and things, uh, though I doubt you know from a math hammer perspective that that is worth your time at all. I just I I would love to see it uh, lean into the the monster thing, though the ones you've got are certainly very cool. Yeah, everything uh, in this army, and I, I see the the really math hammery bits too so I'm, I'm sure you can you can get some work out of these guys uh what really stood out to me i think is, is the, the story that you've told here and i'm really interested to see rudolphia the red beaked war hydra at some point i i hope you've got uh pictures of, of him up on uh, up on facebook somewhere up on the internet because I'd, I'd love to see it sure we'll send it to you well i think i could squeeze in a uh, Cockatrice for the wizard. That was my plan a year ago, but it turns out it is impossible to mount a character <laughs> on the on the fourth edition Cockatrice model. Oh if, no! <laughs> if you if you don't have good conversion skills, so that that idea was abandoned. But but I wanted to, and then I could squeeze in three monsters in the list, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be very fun. Well, you would, would be restricted. I mean, you only have the what is it twenty five twenty um, five points no twenty five points remaining after you've got the Chimera and Warhammer. Oh, the monsters, you're right. Uh, it would have to be 
maybe some monstrous infantry. Uh, one of the allies of Dark Elves. Uh, you bring some Rad Ogres, some allies. Some Dragon Ogres. But the, the Chimera doesn't uh, cost monster points when, when uh, it's uh, it written by a character. Cost, it doesn't cost both. Nope. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah, you could, you could, uh, they could have two more hunters then. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, the breath of those tigers. It's, it's, it really can smite a unit in two turns. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the reason why I'm interested uh, in, in fielding a war hydra as well because the uh, also good that the hydra is not flying because it won't run off the table and so easily even if you fail the bound monster will. Maybe I don't know if there could be room for some kind of uh, crown command play. No, because you you can't use the general uh, leadership or bound monster rules tests. Oh yeah, you can only use the. Um, yeah, yeah, that uh, that is the problem. Otherwise, I think you it would be quite okay because you see the monsters near your general on the first turn, mm-hmm. and so you only have one. Risky, risky role before they engage in combat on turn three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little difficult to build because of the bound monster rule and, and leadership eight is it's good, but it's just on the verge of not being good. It's more than often you will experience that uh, you don't have the same results that Nathan has uh, when his uh, dark elves run off. Um, I anything also, else? also yeah. use the Cold One Knights because I think they attract a lot of shooting. And because of that, my General and the Hydra are left alone. Otherwise, all the shooting would focus on, on the Chimera. Hmm. Yeah. But, obviously but the Chimera. I will lose those points of the Cold Ones and lose the game because of that. But the Chimera has toughness uh, six, and uh, so does the Hydra. So it's very tough to to actually do damage to them, but with ranged fire, except cannons. <laughs> yeah, but That's the true. cannons you could uh, counteract by switching the uh, Gold One Knights out with more scouts. That way, the first turn you can just uh, shoot all the crew. So that could be a way to to make it, uh, and that will play to the whole avoidance theme with the monsters. I, um, I'm not a seasoned dark of general, so I love the cold one nights, and that's probably why I include them. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know, after a few more games, my hunger for using them will subside a bit, and then I can. <laughs> Uh, put more scouts, monsters, and dark riders in. Alright, uh, Nathan, did you have anything else you want to mention? I guess just that uh, don't hold your breath on your hunger to use Cold One Nights. Uh, I've, I've been playing them for a while now, and they never uh, tend to be worth their points, and I, I still haven't learned that lesson, but 
I mean, maybe maybe you will have have the strength that I don't to leave leave them on the shelf there. Um, yeah, I just I as as much in, and you'll again, like I just said, you'll, you'll never find me probably without my cold one nights. But like that three hundred and forty four points there, all I'm seeing is you know uh, cool monsters <laughs> that that can turn <laughs> into. Yeah. Okay. I um, think um, in terms of the cold ones, if if you wanna want to keep them um the stupidity and there is a very important there and the, without a character leading them it's only leadership aid so i would would say you should uh, get the the blood banner for them instead well on turn one they get leadership from the general so yeah, that's true, but... That's not so bad. Also, uh, there was a unit, a darker slave unit in a Citadel Journal. It's not 100% official, but uh, if you agree with your friends that you can use it, then uh, you could feed the slaves to the cold ones before <laughs> battle, and then they lost the stupidity. <laughs> Okay. So, and that was, I think, twice as expensive as the uh, blood banner because I calculated twenty points, but I may be wrong. It was one slave per one cold one. <laughs> anyway. uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Paul, what do you think of this army? So I thought it was funny when he started the story about the siblings. Like I thought that uh, the that the first twin was making some sort of petty gesture, riding a chimera when his brother's name is Chimerian. And then the story just got so much worse after that. So, so that, uh, that was definitely entertaining. And then, then, then I started wondering if he's, the other one rides a cockatrice, what family member was the cockatrice? <laughs> uh, that's where most of my thoughts went for the entire point, uh, the entire time you guys were talking. But on a more serious point, so I guess like, uh, I like well one I like that the two of us, we, only me and you went for the cold one nights in the, because yeah you, you get like well, you went with a good witch elf theme, you went with a slanish theme, and then the other was all math hammer and didn't fit him in right, uh but we but both of us are taking the risk with stupidity. Uh, although I think they are, it, 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 you're gonna, if you outpace your general too much, eight stu leadership eight stupidity is a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. I used to do leadership nine stupidity with over kingdoms a lot in sixth and seventh edition, uh, and that one in six chance of my lord and hammer unit not working, I could I could live through it. Uh, but at eight leadership, it's gonna get a little dicey. And then I guess the other thing is, so, so you got two units of Dark Riders, you have three units of Scouts, five Harpies, uh, and so you got like five, ro like, Speed Bump, Roadblock, uh, Fire and Flee units, but really only protecting the, the Cold One Knights. Uh, since the Scouts are just good on their own, I was wondering if the second unit of Dark Riders is really necessary. 
what, what, what else would you put instead of the dark matters? Uh, I mean, dude, we, we brought up all the ideas of other monsters and going full in on the theme and, uh, and victory point giving prevention. Uh, And, uh, and and everyone can always just say more scouts. So that, <laughs> Obviously, <it's>, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen scouts scout is a bit long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's two thousand points. One hundred sixty-five points can be a uh, hundred different things. Uh, yeah, no, that was, that's always good. You, you don't have that much to redirect for. Well, I guess. It's the cold nights and the war hydra you have to set up, but kind of have enough units to to help it out. Uh... No, that's that's all. Otherwise, I I was surprised to because I've used the manticore a bit uh, with the hero because just in case things went wrong, I didn't want to have a lord fly away or anything. Uh... And Bound monster rules with leadership eight are definitely well, actually high leadership with a rider, but it was it was survivable. So hopefully the hydra doesn't run away too often on you. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's mostly it. Okay. Any uh, anyone else have any closing remarks regarding the merits on it? I think it's a it's a very interesting army. It certainly gave me some uh, thought about making a a different uh, dark elf army. Um, I think I, I would I would cut the cold one knights, add a, a second hydra, and uh, cut one of the dark rider units, and then add uh, twenty one scouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, th and then it would be a pretty pretty scary army, I think. Yeah. I was also thinking about uh, adding uh, level 1 sorcerers, riding the hydras, and carrying a dispel scroll. <laughs> so then you could squeeze like more monsters. Yeah. yeah. And just, uh, you know, sacrifice the magic phase, but be defended against magic a little bit. But. But that's even more risky because uh, the Hydra has to take a monster reaction test if the Rider oh. dies. Um, and uh, uh, the one sorcerer with toughness 4, one wound. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very easy to be sniped by a few arrows. arrows. Hmm. Okay, so maybe a hero riding a Hydra, uh, carrying some war safe, and a small wizard. Having a dispel spell. <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, you could definitely squeeze in a, a second, uh, maybe a third monster in, in the characters. Um, you were talking about the cockatrice, uh, the violin, if it's possible, is also a decent choice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Definitely a very interesting list. Um, I think all of them were, were 
were quite interesting. Uh, gave me thoughts about how to build my uh, my armies in the future. Um, so, what do you guys think of uh, today? Any uh, any list in particular that you uh, favor uh, among those? Impossible uh, for me. Yeah, I, I like all of them for different reasons. Yeah, they all have uh, some kind of uh, some kind of flair or special effects. So I, I really enjoyed all the armies that everyone brought today. So thank you to everyone. Yeah, thank, thank you. Too. Yeah. 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 Um, it's been fun. Uh, anything, uh, Nathan? Do you have anything you want to uh, talk today? Yeah, sure thing. Our next episode of the War Games Orchard is all about Warhammer: The Old World. I did some research and deep-dived uh, with the maps that Games Workshop has released to narrow down the era that we'll see when they come out with this new game, and it's a really interesting uh, slice of Warhammer history there, so that's coming out this Tuesday, which I believe is uh, the 1st or 2nd of February, and okay. uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, that's that's our, our next episode, and we're we're getting a big backlog now, so if you haven't checked us out at the War Games Orchard, uh, yeah, please do that, where you've got all sorts of... It's like a Warhammer variety show, honestly. Mm-hmm. We we do the things that come into my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And sounds good. We definitely enjoyed uh, several of your episodes so far on the uh, Larry's Law stuff I've oh, never you. known about the universe. So. Um, yeah, and, and thanks to everyone for, for joining in. Um, and thanks to all the listeners for, for tuning in. Uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed our lists and we'll be posting them alongside the uh, episode as we uh, put it up on the uh, Facebook. So uh, stay tuned for more lists. I believe next time we will be doing uh, The Dwarfs. Um, so we'll be bringing on some uh, more podcasters uh, for us to discuss the army lists of The Dwarfs. All right. Well, Take care and bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.